0: From grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible So strap in and hold on to your mash tons We're Homebrew Bound Welcome to Homebrew Bound, I'm Casey And I am Brian This is the best beer show on the internet Yes, yes We also have Justin in the studio today Hey everybody
1: Justin Waterboy Ter Beast in the House. Wait,
0: That's a new one. <laughs> I like it. Are we going like water because he knows a lot about water, or like Waterboy because he's a little slow, like oh Adam Sandler in Waterboy? Adam
1: Sandler in Waterboy was still a savant. <laughs> All right, it's it's because I wet my sheets. Actually,
0: <laughs> everything's the devil. <laughs> uh, here we go again. Well, you know, I'm sorry about that. I don't know what we're talking about here. Uh, before we get uh, too deep here, I wanna, uh, I guess i got to do the ad read. Uh, the American oh, yeah. Homebrewers Association does a lot to support homebrewing and home brewers, and now they support us. Joining the AHA will give you discounts at homebrew shops and select tap rooms, as well as give you access to the fantastic Zymergy magazine. Click on the fur- the referral link at the bottom of our homepage at blindnewstudios.com and join today. And if you'd like to become a patron or be as awesome as Andy... Uh, head on over to patreon.com slash blindstudios and become a patron today. Uh, and if you're into any Amazon shopping, click the Amazon home link. Home link. That does not make any sense. Amazon referral link at the Barber homepage. That's what I wanted to say. I don't know. If you would have just kept going, I, I would have just been like. <laughs> uh, then do your Amazon shopping as normal and get a, get a bit of a kickback from Amazon really helps us out. All right, Brian. Beer related. Since last episode. Ooh.
1: Since
0: since last episode, I gotta do that. I guess whatever. You okay, know, it's, no. It's, you need to learn like Rick never did. Save something. <laughs> save.
1: <laughs> Hold a little something back.
2: Leave them wanting
1: more. Oh, man, I'm still tr- finishing my Guinness from uh, the last episode, which is delicious. Having a fucking pint, are you? That's right, a proper one. Anyway, um, what the hell? I I I'm trying to think here. I drank a. Sp- a Space Force earlier today and then we came out with, I think I said last time, a new IPA, double IPA called Double man can,
0: can we talk just for a second about the amount of space blank beers that are popping up right now? Oh man. Isn't it fucking dumb? Well, you guys were first. Like, You guys we, literally have the trademark to prove it. We
1: hold the trademark for the beer Space Force. Period. 38 other breweries do not and then now other breweries are making very uncreative knockoff breweries I, where the first word is space and then some other word <laughs> comes after it. Like,
0: you know, space bitch. Just, yeah, I, 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 was, I was in the liquor store like before, uh, before like grabbing, you know, the Guinness for the last episode and there was like six space beers and I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. I don't know man. Like, does it just mean it has galaxy in it? Like are well, you just it's, throwing space on there's it?
1: There's galaxy, there's comet, and then what was it, four quarters uses Mega Num. So not that, that that has anything to do with space, but that than, should just be the
0: red hat man. <laughs> the red hat
1: man. <laughs> <laughs> what a, hazy red hazy red IPA?
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> the Haiti Red, all right. H- hazy white uh, is coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Shenanigans. All right. Um, let's see. I went to uh, Pryors Brewing. P R Y Prize Prize. That's Prize, it. Prize yeah. Prize. I went there last night. That was fun. Yeah, you know I used to brew that beer. Oh yeah. Mhm. <laughs> I did. Yeah. It was. I mean, it was. It was an experience. The beer was okay. Like it was, I used it to was contract
1: good. brew that beer out of Minnetonka for that guy. For Jer- oh, really. For Jer- well, not that guy.
0: He's actually a friend, Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I had uh, I had a, their Vienna Lager, which was uh-huh. good. I like that one, and right. then I had a pineapple sour,
1: Ooh. which was
0: pineappley and delicious.
1: Uh, I guess it was a kettle sour.
0: I did not ask. Did not oh, just, just. I'll make it the assumption that it is. Knowing him, how I do? Does he does he do a lot of like kettle? Ah, uh, well, I mean,
1: what's what's the alternative? Um, something in a barrel for a really long time, which I don't know.
0: Well, I mean it. I mean, if you're just doing like a blender. Yeah. type sour, then you don't have to kettle it. You could do it in the fermenter. Just true. keep it warm. Tis true.
1: But I'm guessing it was a kettle. If
0: I know him. <laughs> Especially if you throw a pineapple
2: at it. Usually a giveaway. When you're throwing a fruit sour, I'd say nine times out of ten, it's a sign that it's a Berliner in disguise. Yeah.
0: Which, which was, is nothing which is which wrong with kettle it. sour. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. We no. A Berliner, it's, a, it's the quick sour. Yeah. It's like, we need to have a sour done right now, and we don't want to contaminate the rest of our entire facility yeah so let's do a
2: berliner which is great i just you know and i'm not saying prize does this but some breweries put them forward as a sour beer versus a kettle sour which to me like kettle souring is a technique or something you can add a layer to a to a authentic barrel aged sour beer or a long-term one or that's fine if you want to do one but just i think it would help if people were a little more clear and said hey
0: this is a kettle sour beer or a berliner instead of trying to pass it off you know, We Bye. need to have Justin on more. He's as pedantic as I am, and I love it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah, no, we're talking about water. You better be ready.
0: <laughs> I am so ready because I just spent the last episode bitching about session beers. So <laughs> yeah. That was a good episode. <laughs> it was. It was a lot of fun.
1: Words have meaning. They do. Yeah, <laughs> Justin was prepping for this, and, and he... Sent me a text and he said, "Did you know that water could can be either hard or soft?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank, thank God! Now I know. <laughs> oh, for gosh! Hope you're not nervous. Darns sake! Um,
0: other than that, um, I went to. There was another like I needed food, so I went to uh, like it was like Freeman or something near there, and that beer was sad, but. Freeman near prize. Yeah. Oh, we walked like a couple blocks up. Free and, man. Free something. Free house. Free house. That's yes. Free house. That is a very,
1: uh, sexy looking like, uh, brew pub, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's got, you know, I mean, there's a, a glass glass fishbowl where these where all these poor all this- guys got to brew the beer in a, in a, like a fishbowl.
0: That has to just be stressful.
1: Well, that was that was American it. Sky. It was completely open. You could see everything, and but you brewed when nobody was there. Uh, like on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: on purpose, yes.
1: <laughs> I don't need need some jagon telling me what you know what to do one way or the other.
0: <laughs> now you just have them sticking their head in the back. Are you sure you're doing that right? Well, they can uh, <laughs> they can't see the brew equipment at
1: at our brewery and but they can see us playing d <laughs>
2: <laughs> It's amazing how many people show up and watch. <laughs> I know.
0: It's, whatever. It is what it is. It is what it is. All right. Um, so should we talk about uh, beer? Yeah. Or I guess, Justin, do you want to... What have you been oh, yeah, up oh, to Well, I, I suppose Brian's giving away all the secrets. No, well, we should say it's Justin and
1: I were, you know... Uh, Brian's better half. Co-owners yeah. of... Yeah, Hopper. definitely owners of Hop and Barrel together. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what do we say? We say yin and yang, but I don't know which. Yeah, if you're yin or yang, it's we're just very good friends that happen to, you know, complementary skills. brewery sense. and you know, I mean, he does things, I do things, and yeah, uh, it works.
2: <laughs> um. As far as the brewery goes, we've got our anniversary this weekend. I think you've mentioned you probably mentioned the brute coming up. I did not. Well,
1: there's a brute IPA. Casey does not like brute IPAs. I didn't want to get beaten with no, a bottle
2: opener. I'm sorry.
0: Oh <laughs> no, no. You said you were gonna bring it down and then we could talk about it. So we've been we, we, we waiting we to we like will. really yeah. talk about Brute. I, I
2: won't get in depth, but we got a brute coming up that'll be tap room. well, a few kegs around. We won't be canning it as far as we know.
1: No, and we did not we did not I actually we have I think I mentioned it but we did not go the enzyme route we just went the yeah like heavy sugar route oh okay and dried so up, not yeah. quite as uh-huh.
0: brutally dry correct, mm-hmm. correct. Yep. it's still pretty damn it's dry but
2: as dry as anything we've made but yeah
0: yeah um, no pun intended on that yeah so we'll release that pretty
1: soon um
2: And a bunch of barrel-aged stuff coming up in February.
1: Yeah, we did. We turned one on December 8th or 15th, whichever, technically. And then um, our actual anniversary party, if you're in western Wisconsin, we are January 12th. A couple bands playing, uh, Firewater Gospel Choir, Dirty Pretty, um, (laughs) and other shenanigans.
2: Otherwise, personally, I've been spending a lot of time in Superior selling our beer, so I've been checking the scene out up there. Oh, Nice. So that's been kind of interesting to see how that is. So influenced by the Minnesota ones, but, you know, Thirsty Pagan's up there. and uh, Has Thirsty Earth Pagan Rider. moved yet? Not yet. They're working on the, okay. the depot location. Um, hard to tell this time of year, but I'm guessing mid-summer solidly. All right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but they, they, uh, they had a head brewer changeover not too long ago, right? Yeah. Um, I can't recall her name. It's the woman who head the brewery off um, on the east side.
1: You're not thinking of are you thinking of Allison Rolfe?
2: No, Allison left and went to Earthrider. Yeah. And Thirsty Pagan just picked up um, the woman who was running kind of the the Wicca Associated Brewery that closed shop. Carmody? Yep. She's now Thirsty Pagan's brewer.
1: Yeah, Carmody was, what, like a two, three barrel, or it was like a, a one and a, it was like a three set up as a two, or I don't know.
2: Yeah, something like that, but she's, she's brewing. Carmody Irish now. Pub. Okay.
1: Yeah, there was a general, there's, I mean, this industry is like, it's not that many people in it, and so the gentleman who, a long time ago, probably five, six years ago, was running the brew program at Carmody, was one of the first consultants for American Sky in like 2011 or 2010, so, yeah, (laughs) there's,
0: same people.
2: (laughs) New hats, same people.
0: Right? Everybody knows everybody. Uh huh. All right, uh, all right, all right, uh. Beer. Unless yeah. you have anything else you'd like nope. to add in. Are you sure? I am sure. Are you sure you're sure? All right. <laughs> Silence is great for radio. <laughs> I think it is, actually. I think that's what we've built our brand on well if just they're
1: w- not watching us on twitch then or youtube or anything then they don't know what exactly we're doing when it's silent we could be <laughs> doing anything so
0: i have a so should, i have i have a co-worker who tunes in every once in a while and carlos he always like leans way back in his chair and has his hands under the table Oh, <laughs> and so i get i get messages every once in a while What's uh What's Carlos doing under the table there? <laughs> fiddling, <laughs> fucking fiddling, fiddling with shit he shouldn't be fiddling with. Like, I... <laughs> all right, so we're gonna be talking about specialty wood aged beer, which is 33B of the BJCP style guidelines. Um, I did a barrel aged imperial stout. I uh aged it in balconies uh, whiskey barrels, corn whiskey barrels. Uh, recipe for this is. Uh, sixty-three percent two-row, um, ten and a half percent C 20 twenty, ten and a half percent C sixty, uh, ten and a half percent flaked oat, uh, about two and a half percent uh black patent, two and a half percent chocolate, um, and then I used uh, Warrior, two ounces or seventy-one IBUs of that at sixty minutes. And then uh, fermented with 10.56.
1: Mm, Alrighty. And then your starting gravity was? Uh, 10.97.
0: Okay. And your total IBU was? Uh, 71. Okay. Close enough. And again, these are all estimated because Brewtoad recipe into Beersmith doesn't always go... Brewtoad is no mole. No mole. It is dead. If everybody is
1: looking at Beer Cam, um, I'm going to yank that beer now. However, if you are looking at it, uh, you can see the lacing. Excuse me, went up pretty high here, and then we still actually got some nice um, retention uh, here uh, for how long this beer has been sitting in front of Beer Cam. Yeah, it's
0: been sitting there for about 15, 20 minutes now. I am going to take it. All right, so overall impression we're looking for a harmonious blend of the base beer style with characteristics from aging and contact with wood including alcoholic products previously in contact with the wood the best examples will be smooth flavorful uh, well balanced in age so aroma uh, specifically for this we're looking for a low to moderate wood or oak based aroma um, other aromatics often include low to moderate vanilla caramel toffee toast or cocoa character as well as any aromatics associated with alcohol dispil- distilled spirits wine etc previously stored in the wood uh so aroma wise brian what are you getting
1: uh, definitely. Uh, there is vanilla. There is oak. There is booze. Um, that's my first initial impression, and then right after that, dark fruit. Uh, it's a it's a wee bit solventy. I don't know if if uh, I'd say it's too solventy, but I'm definitely smelling some booze here.
0: All right, uh, Justin?
2: I concur. Uh, the dark fruit really sticks out to me. I would go as far as like plum specifically mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I, just, I you know um, vanilla vanilla plum a little bit of the oak I'm, I, I'm picking up a little lesser of that maybe but I just to me I associate the vanilla with oak I yeah. was going to so. say I think yeah. that's vanilla, yeah.
1: probably why I went straight to oak but yeah more of the vanilla and that is what your byproduct of a barrel char um, you know when the barrel is created uh, there's char and that you know uh, what it was a phenol yeah yeah oh. So,
2: and not, not to jump ahead, but I, I get what you're saying on the solvency, but on the flavor, I don't get it at all. Mm-hmm. It's smooth. It's a really good blend between the barrel and the beer itself.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so appearance uh, varies with base style, often darker than the unadulterated base beer. It's an imperial stout, so it's just going to be black. It is yeah. black, but if I hold it up to the patented beer
1: light, I'm seeing, like, very deep ruby.
0: Oh, it barely escapes. Just
1: barely. Uh-huh just
0: barely escapes oh that's the patented beer light
1: by the way <laughs> the other lights in here are if you're, if you're not if you're only listening there are like big like rectangular soft, lights. soft studio lights and, and then, then we
0: one have glaring fucking <laughs> like
1: hey I got this from my garage <laughs> <laughs> alright
0: uh, so flavor varies with base style wood usually contributes a woody or oaky flavor uh, Justin you, you've already kind of been talking about that when you want to elaborate a little bit more um
2: Yeah, same. The solvency I think blends in to be just more the the barrel notes. Um vanilla carries through well. The the barrel flavors carry through well. Like I was saying it. I think it's a really good blend between the base beer and the barrel. It's it's pretty easy, especially with homebrew ones to let them sit in a barrel and the barrel kind of takes over the beer and you can Kind of throw whatever dark beer you want in, and they all end up tasting the same. But this one still has some of the base character. I, w- I was
0: a little worried because I let this sit in the barrel a little too long, but I think but yeah, it, it came out good.
2: Good, and I don't get a lot of I you know I haven't seen the barrel. I don't get too much oxygenation. I mean, there's always a little when you leave them in a
0: barrel, but it, mm-hmm. it
2: seems like it was kept well.
0: Uh, the barrel's sitting at the top of the stairs. Sweet. So I'll give it a kick <laughs> when I walk by. You didn't trip over it? Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I get, I get a lot of, uh, like, vanilla, uh, like, caramel, chocolate. Like, a, I don't know, like a roastiness. Almond. Mm. But not, like,
1: yeah, what kind of al- almond. Almo- I don't know. That's me. Anything else?
0: Mm -mm. Alright, so so far aroma, appearance, flavor, thumbs up, thumbs down Yeah, I'm thumbsing up on all of them Alright, mouthfeel varies with style, wood can add tannins to the beer depending on age of the cast, tannins can lead to additional astringency or simply fuller mouthfeel Uh, What do you guys think of mouthfeel on this? Mouthfeel's good, but I'm wishing for a little a a smidge more body Smidge more body? Uh, It's not um,
1: uh, I'm not Set with it, I don't think it's a thumbs down. I just I wish just it were a little bit more, a little bit heavier. And I think again, this is another sort of, oh, like when I drink your beer, I don't, I almost always wish for just a tiny little bit more body. And I think that it uh, like has a lot to do with your like how you kind of work your mash temperatures. Yeah. So,
0: and yeah, I, I tend I, to mash on I the low side. Definitely said that before. Raise that up. Uh huh.
2: Or the water you're using, or the water that I'm
0: using. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that, that was my first thought, but
2: it might be something. Uh, a bit more carbonation might give a bit of perceived body to it. Um, I know it's a
0: barrel-aged beer; they're usually
2: lower carbonation, but they don't really have to. Well, be.
0: yeah, and so I put Carlos in charge of carbonating these. That might have something to do with some of the issues we're having. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I think "issues" even a strong word, but I, I think a little more carbonation um,
2: might help with that. Okay, you, you still might get docked on a score sheet, but I think. For your average drinker, it's going to make it seem a little more fuller of body. Mm-hmm. All
0: right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we were drinking a lot of this New Year's. It, it was a little bit of a problem. <laughs> it's, it's. I'm sad that I miss that now. <laughs> Dude, have, there, have, were, there was chili, there was
1: boozy wieners. There I have was a, like significant, a significant other now, and, you know, I had to do that.
2: He's not talking about me either, by the way.
1: No. Just,
0: uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, was I, was, I was sleeping
2: sleeping. I was just gonna
1: say. I don't know what were you doing New Year's. I think I was playing World of
2: Warcraft in bed <coughs> by ten.
0: All right. Well, this is a <laughs> thumbs up. So yeah. I don't have to rebrew it. No. That's good. I like that when that happens. All right. Let's let's uh, let's nerd out a bit. Let's talk water. Uh, first, I mean, Justin, why do we give a shit? because. Uh, Beer is essentially tainted water. If you want to get technical
2: about it, tainted, pedantic. I feel like it's it. improved. I agree, but I'm just saying, beer is just uh, water that we're adding flavoring to, or perceiving in a way. We're running water through the mash. We're running water to draw alcohol into it. Beer, beer is, is oh, what was it? Basically, 98% water. Once you add alcohol and a few bit of residuals
0: from the mash. Uh, move your mic yeah. back oh, and, and talk, talk into, into the, the mic. Yeah, talking to the head of the penis. <laughs> Sorry. I know it's I know Sorry. it's
1: super hard to see Casey when there's yeah. the thing. Um, no,
2: I, I was just concerned I can see myself in the corner. I want everyone to see my face.
1: Oh. So I,
0: <laughs> 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 oh you mean the Oh, I see. <laughs> 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 Brian has the other thing. He looks and like, where can hey, I hide? If there's yeah. pa- if, if there's
2: people paying to see, I want them to see me. <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, no, uh, beer, you know, it's it's water is one of the four main ingredients. It is, uh, besides yeast, I think the most important, but you really can't make a beer without all the four, so I don't really want to get into a ranking thing. But water is critically important, um, traditionally often overlooked. I think John Palmer's work has really brought a light to it. I think there's a lot of people who... Water is interesting because there's a lot of people who start focusing and get lost in the forest essentially and worrying about water more than they should but there's a lot of things in water that's really easy to get lost into and there's a lot of things you can play with too so it's eh, you know it's a bit of a catch-22 in that regard but it's really important there's a lot of details you can do a lot to set your beer apart i think there's other things home brewers could be focused on first before worrying too much about water but when they get there there's a lot of a lot of things to learn
0: all right that makes sense um, all right, so, like, the first thing to do, like, when you're worried about your water, like, as a home brewer, is probably get some sort of you – get your water tested, right?
2: Yeah, get a water report. Um, Ward Labs is kind of the, the main one everyone knows about if you can't get a hold of your city's water report. You can send off to warwol labs for what is it 20
0: 40 bucks or uh, something? 27 something is what I paid yeah, yeah and that's the one that you did that's the I, uh, I did I did the full Brewers report okay. you can you can do one it's like 21 you can save six bucks and just get like the bare bones water report and, and I think even even doing that might be a step forward I, I think first you just want to make sure you
2: have water that tastes good If your water tastes like iron, like my my home water is a deep well, it tastes like iron. I would not brew with it. Um, There's some water that tastes kind of pond, has like a scummy flavor to Mm -hmm. it. And then city water, you really have to be worried about chlorine. It, It might generally taste good, but your end product, it's gonna have this, you know, quote unquote, homebrew flavor to it because a lot or of people home brewing are using chlorine. city water, and the chlorine carries
0: through.
1: Chlorine or chloramine is another. It's oh, di- Chlorine yeah. and chloramine in, in a water supplier are just, it's disinfectant. Yep. And uh, chloramine is chlorine with ammonia added at certain intervals. Even harder to get out. Yeah. Um, so I, what, at the brewery, we're stripping from, what, about 13 ppb down to, what was it,
2: 0.3? Uh, it was even undetectable last time we checked. Sure. Yeah. So. Awesome. We're stripping the chlorine out. Right. Um, But yeah, I mean, first you just want to make sure you have water that tastes good. After that, it's probably important to kind of figure out do you have um, what we call groundwater or surface water? And what that comes down to is figuring out is your water supply, whether it's a well, if you're in in the country or if it's from the city, are they drawing from a source that's underground and has kind of been naturally filtered, but it's picked up um, other things through that filtration process? Or are you picking up groundwater that uh, might not have those other heavier things, heavier elements in it or other stuff that throws your profile off, but you run the real risk of getting contaminants or runoff. In
1: mm-hmm. it. Groundwater sits next to, think about it, ground. It's on the ground, yep. like it's deeper down. It's sitting next to rocks which, which are, are gonna filter, minerals. Right? Well, no, I mean that's or gonna, or you no, it, get it's, hardness It's, it's up on yeah. the surface, so yeah. right.
2: Yep. So that's why you know when when breweries talk about mountain spring water being the best, it's not because it's from some holier-than-thou natural mountain source. It's because it's fresh water that hasn't picked up contaminants because there's no fields or runoff up above it. Yeah, and it hasn't gone through the natural filtration process that happens when you pass through the ground. That's why that's kind of appealing for these you know big brands when they pitch that kind of thing. But the reality is, just figure out where your water comes from. Get a water report. Break it down. And you can kind of jump into it from there. There's a few things with a water report, kind of like a a malt report that matter, and there's a few things that don't, and it's how far down that rabbit hole do you want to go? Well,
0: so uh, we have a a water report in front of us, and I'll post it online uh, when this episode goes up. I'll figure out a way to do that and post it with the episode. Um, But this is my personal... I, I, I pulled water off the tap that I used to brew with and sent it into Ward Labs and I sent it in over the holiday, and I got it back surprisingly fast. I was very impressed with how nice. quickly they turned that around. Um, and don't send in a check because they just send you a link, and you click on it, and can enter your credit card information and be done. Oh, so there you go. Uh, just keep that in mind and put it in a flat rate thing. Just uh, just a regular water bottle. Just rinse it a few times, fill it up, uh, tape the, t- the tape the top, and send it in. So, uh, all right. So what? Looking at this, what are the important things that we need to look at? Um, hang on, I'm just pulling it up.
2: Uh, calcium, I, I think, is, is critically important to look at. Uh, there, there, there's you know calcium, the magnesium levels, and the sulfate to chloride level, and then alka- alkalinity. Okay, so, so it's, it's pata- or calcium, you magnesium, magnesium, sulfate, sulfate, and chloride. as a a balance those kind of go hand in hand okay and then your alkalinity and you know soft hard those are i think there's a bit of a perception that softness and hardness are tied in with alkalinity and they really aren't um hardness is a measure of how much calcium and magnesium you have and alkalinity is a measure of how much bicarbonate you have so this is why get a little ahead but uh, using water softened beer or using beer water that's gone through a water softener for your beer is a problem because what you're doing is you're stripping out that calcium and magnesium but you're still leaving in the alkalinity the water softening process doesn't address with that so balancing that out becomes a total nightmare when you really start thinking about the things you can do to add to it or not so you're you're much better off getting a water report from water that hasn't been softened because if you throw this to ward labs it's just going to be a nightmare Mm -hmm. it's not going to be representative it's never going to be stable your softener obviously you have one you know you're adding salt to it it's never the same but you're left with water that's very high and a lot of things that are going to really mess with your beer
0: yeah and most people who have a softener in your house usually have a tap that doesn't go through that yep like it's usually outside or So just
2: rule number one: if you're if you're homebrewing and have a water softener, don't use that water. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not saying everyone needs to use RO water. That has its its other problems. And RO is reverse osmosis. The stuff you can either have an RO filter in your house. Some people are fortunate enough to, or else you can get it from a grocery store. Um, Distilled water works, but then you have to you basically have a blank canvas, and you have to add in things like gypsum or calcium or Uh, Epsom salts to kind of get to what you need but if you're if you're going that route um, I I mean you can start with the blank palette and do that or else you can you can have water and cut it with a little bit but those are kind of two different techniques which probably getting a little ahead of myself here (laughs) Um, anyway most important things to look at calcium magnesium sulfite chloride ratio and then your alkalinity okay um, calcium matters, it, it does a lot of things in the beer. It's gonna affect your head retention, it's gonna affect the clarity. Higher calcium's gonna make clearer beers, which is kind of an interesting side conversation I've been thinking about when you're doing hazy IPAs and things like that nowadays. Um, but it's also gonna affect kind of the, the overall bite of the beer. Higher calcium can give you kind of an uh, accent, a little bit of that perceived bitterness as well. It'll draw out some of the hop flavors. But at the same time, some of your darker beers need higher calcium. So calcium is important to a point um i i would really stress that some of the best work in this is is been john palmer and um the water book. the water book by palmer and as uh, i know he gets all the credit but it's Kraminsky? Kaminsky? yeah
0: Kaminsky. I, I i have it upstairs i should run up and grab yeah. it
2: but um that's a great place to start and it's a really fucking easy place to get lost in as well
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's 300 pages of Things that went way over my head, and now I have to study them. As
1: with any of those books, um, you know, take them, take them for what they're worth. Read and understand, and what you don't understand, just, you know, reread kind of, it again later. Yeah, well, it's one of those, <laughs>
0: like, those books are good to read, and then just kind of file things away, yeah. and yeah. then re Stuff will come up later.
2: Or Palmer has done so much... Um, other work or papers based off that book, or synopsis, or podcast. Find a lot of his other stuff, and he does
0: essentially summaries of the books. Yeah. That if you are... can distill that all down, then yep, Yep.
1: Yeah. So find
2: some of his work and
0: kind of go from there. For yeah, starters. good entry level would be the uh, the how to brew, uh, like in how to brew, there, he has a chapter on water, especially the new version, the new edition.
2: Yep. Um, but if you get get your numbers find a water calculator. I, I personally use the Easy Water Calculator. I don't think it's the most popular. I don't necessarily know if it's the best. It's just the one I became familiar with and stick with. Um, but there's a few different water calculators you can use out there. Um, yeah, Easy Water Calculator spreadsheet. I use 3.0, but there's there's a few different forms you can use. Okay, I
0: said so yeah, it's just easy the letters watercalculator.com.
2: Yep. Um I, I know a lot of the brewing software has built-in water calculators. I think it's it's kind of like one of those things where find one and just be consistent. Don't use a different one through all your brews. Just Have find you one. used the Beersmith one? I haven't. No, okay. so I'm not dissing it. I'm just saying yeah, it's it was, just not. I, I picked this one, and I like this one because... <laughs> is a spreadsheet and <laughs>
0: <laughs> fucking nerd. First of all, <laughs> for, <laughs>
2: for those of you who know me, yeah, uh, that pretty much answers everything. Um, but what, what I liked about this one is actually you're able to go in not just work with the formulas they give you, but if you really want to get lost into it, you can start playing with the formulas. But you can set up uh, matches. So the one I use, I took some of Palmer's numbers, which he, you know, he initially had these original. Well, you should stay within you know, 50 to 150 parts per million of calcium and keep the ratio at this. So you're able to put these in the calculator and kind of look at what you're doing with your beer, your water profile. Are you adding acidulated? Are you adding in um, calcium chloride, up some gypsum, those types of things and see what your end product roughly should be?
1: Well, and and talk for a second about the difference between, you know, using... Like, why are we using acidulated malt in a mash, essentially?
2: So that that really gets to pH. Mm -hmm. pH is critically important when it comes to your conversion. Right. Um, Not only efficiency, but flavor. So So do the
1: salts have anything to do with that?
2: They affect that as well to a lesser degree. Mm -hmm. Acidulated is is a much easier way to go about it or adding acid, which um, I really wouldn't get into that as a home brewer. A lot of breweries don't get into it. You're much better off using acidulated. Um, It's much more predictable for one thing. And you're not going to burn yourself or poison someone. So that's always plus two. You
1: know? Right. And then, you know, with as far as darker beers go, you're not really needing to, to use acidulated malt uh, in order to get the pH of the mash into the, the you know, what, 5.2 to 5.6 range, yep. which is ideal for conversion. Um, uh, but that said, um, you know, when you are mashing in on a dark beer, mash in that dark malt first. Um, is what I would always do, especially in the hopper. I would I would grind or you know crush or whatever you want to say the the grist and and get that water and the dark malt in right away. Get that pH down and then get that base malt in. I mean that's, that's at, a, of, at a home here. brewer yeah. level. It's mm-hmm. a little yeah, a little yeah, it's different. Um, but it, you know I mean yeah throw throw that in first. Maybe have those specialty grains in a separate bag. I don't know okay mash those babies in first and then put the, the like let, let them top. in
0: like would you say like put them in the mash like so mm-hmm. if, if you're doing a batch like a batch sparge like so you just basically have your water in there and then you're or i guess
1: yeah throw that dark grain in first
0: and let that sit for a bit or no just, just get just, it in there first just okay. get it in there
1: get it get it mixing it up and yeah
2: all right yeah which um you know, the, what we're doing with water as far as what we're adding to it, whether it's through acidulated malts or salt additions, is going to affect that pH. The other mm-hmm. thing is what we're doing is we're essentially, when you really get into cooking, it's like seasoning what you're making. If, if you're making a great meal, you're going to season a lot of your meats or whatever it is. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's no, okay. no, it's fine. It's okay. This is my
1: job. <laughs> if, you, if you don't have a microphone in your face all the time like we do, this is whatever. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so... um, what, what else these are doing is it, it, it's, it's seasoning your beer. And this is kind of where I talked about it. it. If you do this right, it can get you to that next level. You you have two beers, and I know this is something you talked about beforehand. You might take an experiment with. You do two, you do a base one with one water, and you do another where you actually add in a little gypsum or calcium chloride or balance it out. It will make a difference.
1: Now, now Justin, you said something earlier about, like, that homebrew twang. Everybody's always talking about that homebrew twang. Like what did you you I what do you mean? Well the, You just mean the chlorine as well. I think largely it comes
2: from chlorine and water. I don't know if it. there's I've ever seen anywhere a good definition of
0: Everybody it. has been trying to define homebrew twang for <laughs> yeah, the longest no. goddamn time. I know. And, and,
2: and well think about it. Everyone uses different yeast strains. Every mm-hmm. fermentation temperature is different. The one variable that most people brewing
1: is probably chlorine. So I to me I right. So I've, we kinda of backtracked that's my bad. Yeah, but, no, no, that's fine. But now you were My talking about like homebrew twang is coring. Right. So now moving forward then again, you more like a homebrew clang, if you will. <laughs> you're, you're talking about seasoning seasoning the meal. And then you and I recently we had a we had the, the resilience beer kind of pop up. And you know, this is probably some more advanced shit, so I'll just drop it and if people want to research whatever. But um there was also like a kettle salt edition in this resilience beer. Um, so when you're talking about, you know, seasoning, like mm-hmm. the meal, I mean, you know, keep going with that. I'm sorry. So we add in, and I've, I've referenced
2: these things three different times now, but really your your most common additives, especially in this part of the country, are going to be gypsum, calcium chloride, or epsom salt. And we're talking about those four important, the four important traits in beer were the calcium, the magnesium, and the sulfate chloride ratio. We're essentially adding in those... Those minerals now to balance out a water profile, we think that's desirable for the beer we're brewing, and that that's put put a little like parenthesis in that. I have a little side tangent to go down on that, but but first, um, you know, you add gypsum is going to increase your calcium level and your sulfate level. You add calcium chloride, you're going to increase also your calcium level to a lesser degree and your chloride level. And Epsom salt is kind of the kind of the outlier of the three. And an
1: and Epsom to be clear is Epsom salt, it's what you bathe your feet in, Right, but it is
2: What it I, I was getting
0: there. Okay. It's magnesium, <laughs> the magnesium and there. also
2: sulfate. Mm-hmm. Um like Casey for you, I would I would never add Epsom to your
0: No, that would be terrible.
2: It would be terrible. You get too much magnesium and it not a lot, but I mean you get over I think it was 150 parts and you start giving everyone the runs. That's not good. Um, I'm going to throw
0: a bunch of magnesium you, in there. You
2: really only need 10 to 30. And magnesium is, is kind of an easy one to talk about because it's, it's only there for yeast health. It, it's not really a flavoring thing. Most beers are going to get you to that level with what they have in them naturally from the grains that are being mashed. Um, yeah,
1: it doesn't does, you will find yeast is a is a in, you know it's a living organism and it needs its essential vitamins and yep. minerals just like humans do. So, it, it's, so not it's not just one a day.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> it, it's not as
2: important to the conversion, so it's, it doesn't need to be in there right away. Most water is going to get you to that ten. Um, you know, I, I've done some some beers as low as five, and I I, I can't really
0: tell a the difference. They come out yeah. fine. Mine's sitting at eighteen, which seems You're fine. High.
2: So I wouldn't play with it. It's one more variable that. You know these these add in those chemicals at different those excuse me those minerals at different levels. So mm-hmm. I would for you just don't even worry about it. Most people if you're at that ten level don't even worry about magnesium. So
0: so if you're in the double digits, don't touch it.
2: No, and if you're over thirty, um, you should probably start doing something to pull it back a little. And that's when you want to really consider RO or other things. And and RO I, I I know I'll probably throw that out there again reverse osmosis. But it's good because what you're essentially doing is you're you're cutting whatever numbers. So if you have something that's too high. Um, blending in different percentages of RO water is going to cut that base down. And so
1: it, uh, RO water, I mean, is that something you can get at the grocery store? Yep. Is that is that dis- what's the difference between that and distilled
0: water?
2: <laughs> I should know that. <laughs> um, distilled water is essentially
0: boiled. RO is kind of a filtered process. Yep. Um, you can actually uh, in the latest issue of Zymergy they had a three hundred dollar RO like home brewer filter that you could get. Nice. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, so it, if
0: you're really worried about RO water.
2: For, yeah. you know, a lot of people around here with, with the, the topo- topography we have, um, if you're not getting city water, you probably have a deep well like I do at my house. And RO is going to be critical to get rid of that iron. And that's, you know, I haven't even touched on that um, iron you just can't deal with. You You can boil it out, but then you're creating a whole bunch of other problems. Well, then you, you have
0: precipitate at the bottom, yep, too. And, and the and
2: iron sits in there, and it's going to make your beer taste like this bloody metal flavor that you can't get rid of. So, frankly, if you have iron,
0: just use RO and
2: no i'm not kidding i if you if you're making a dark beer with the it's
0: know, really good beer for goths and metalheads they can
2: no if you're, if you're if you're making a if you're making a dark beer you even then on my dark beers i would still do 50 50 blends um, oh really yep even even then And for most of my beers, it was I I, I was I had a home RO filter, so I would start collecting my water a week before (laughs) I would brew. Um, Yeah, it just it was one of those things I had to deal with because I lived in in areas where we had deep wells. That's just what you have to do. So that's what I mean. The solutions really vary. I mean, we're
0: talking about a few things here, but it, it depends on what you're yeah doing. so this, the water po- report is critical yes, like you, you exactly. can't do anything until you know what you're yep. dealing with
2: and then figure out what your minerals are and figure out what the solution so we're talking about the common ones here but there are others so if you're in an area where have high uh, high iron sorry but start with ro and frankly your job will be easier after that because then you can just add in
0: you're building from the ground up exactly right.
2: which you have a lot more versatility then um so uh epsom to kind of jump in with gypsum and calcium chloride the easiest way and the most common you get them is you add more gypsum for your hoppy beers and more calcium chloride for your darker beers or things you want a fuller body. I, I, it's the easiest way to put it, but I really think that's unfair and wrong. It's amazing, at least at our at our brewery, how often we're adding calcium chloride to our hoppy beers too to get the calcium up to levels where you can accentuate without throwing it out of whack. Because
1: Well, what was the conundrum we had where th- so
2: we, yeah, and at the brewery, we're testing our water every month. Um, so we know what we're dealing with because we have a city water supply and we're stripping it out. But we, yeah, want and to if make you're sure. you
1: know, to interject, if you're real like into this whole thing, there's a product called iDip, uh, that um, it's a homebrew product, it actually. is a homebrew product, but we use it at the brewery. And I mean, and it is, it is, I don't know what what homebrewers consider to be affordable, uh, these days, but I, I think we probably paid what 300 bucks for this. Yeah, except and then,
0: I dip uh, the uh-huh. smart photo- photometer. Correct. Yep. Yeah, you.
1: Uh, 189.99. It reads um, test strips, and you you know you just got to re-up them when you're out of them, and then it it's it transmits from this little um, test strip reader to an app.
2: I, I don't want to vouch for this, but I think you get a discount if you're a AHA member. Know, they show up at HomebrewCon every year. To look into it at least if yep. you're out there. Um, if you're not an AHA member, click on a referral link at the bottom of our homepage.
0: <laughs>
2: Cop plugging. But but I I know they go to the Homebrew Con. I know they they do a lot of uh, those events and things like that. Um, I just
1: I just think it's super cool. Like as a like a you know lifelong ish homebrewer that you can that we're using stuff at the brewery that is
0: well it's it like available for I, I was for I was looking like this year I want to build up like my quote unquote homebrew lab so I can, you know, do some more interesting things and for the show, like dive into some of this stuff and some of the stuff I was looking at, I'm like, this is surprisingly affordable to right.
2: There's I mean we've talked about this before in house, but there's really no excuse for you know, high end homebrewers or professional breweries not to have some semblance of a lab. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not that most of the stuff isn't that expensive. That we need to test for in brewing, it's basically water and yeast health are the mm-hmm. two things you're going to be checking in a lab, and that yeah. stuff's pretty common. <laughs> that aside, we're waiting in some filters right now that apparently are used to make meth. Too. Mother
1: of God! Oh, Fuck so you guys hey. have that?
0: <laughs> right. So
1: we're yeah we're trying meth to heads ruin everything. These everything. Mem- membrane filters Just, that oh. she does most of the, you know, the testing. Yeah. And we've ordered them
2: before, but some law went through and they middle suddenly, and now we have oh. to get like a business. It's not as easy as like emailing in an order now. You have to get approved and make sure you're not doing something, and they won't even tell you what it is. I'm just curious. Like I'm assuming it's math, but who knows? <laughs> it
1: might be marijuana extraction shit too. It, uh, it could be that as too. much as as much as it's legal on a state level, it's still illegal federally, and so yeah. It, but usually that doesn't.
0: Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know. All
2: I know is we're waiting on two weeks for basically little cotton pads uh-huh. that we can check out under a microscope. It's
1: ridiculous. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, we digress pretty hardcore anyway, there. But so you were, we were talking about a conundrum we had at the brewery recently in this, and to give you some context, so we were, what's, uh, go ahead. What we were finding out was that our sulfite
2: levels were spiking, and in, in Hudson's case and some of the other larger cities around here, you'll find out they have multiple wells and where that water is coming from changes throughout the course of the year. So not saying you need to pull your water report all the time because the cities are gonna give you a yearly average and that's it, but be aware your water is going to shift throughout the year. And even ours going through our filter, what we would find out when we test it based on our cleaning procedures, we get different results. And during august we had a sulfite spike
1: well and we're talking about cleaning procedures in a in a stainless steel tank that uh minerals tend to cling to the sides of because uh we're constantly applying uh pressure on the tank um that's a new sound that's not a cricket no (laughs)
0: literally have no idea what that is all right it's not the fucking furnace it's not a
1: it's not a cricket (laughs) It was a new sound. it sounded like thumper. So uh,
0: anyway, what, anyway, <laughs> I'll stop masturbating upstairs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what we found is to to keep our end result in spec for a month, we essentially had to add uh, no gypsum, but calcium chloride to even our happy beers, just to get that Just to same balance numbers. it out. Yep. So mm-hmm. consi- you know, for us, consistency is much more important than it is to homebrewers. It, yeah, it matters, but for us, it's a constant struggle. So every month we're checking and balancing. But I'm just saying. It, it's not all as simple as hoppy beers get gypsum, darker beers get calcium chloride. It's what's that end result you're yeah. going
0: for. So, I mean, so even though I have a water report, that's going to change month to month.
2: It is, but it, it gives you a great place to start and it's going to come back around and it, it's going to be largely consistent. Um, it, you know, it, it'll average out. Yeah, if you really want to get anal about these things, it might be something pull three or four water reports for a year kind of during each season.
0: Yeah, do one a season. The
2: water changes as the seasons do and then figure out what you're dealing with. Or, not to keep plugging it, get one of the get, Yeah, get the, get the iDip.
1: No, keep Jesus. plugging it. Maybe
2: right, they will.
0: Maybe, uh, they'll, spon- maybe they'll sponsor <laughs> us. I don't us. have to pay for one. But, <laughs> you know, it, it,
2: it would be quicker. You can pull your results and, and check things that way. So but,
0: so the iDip. Um, so, I, so
2: I hate to start this conversation by saying, get your water report. And now we're saying, well, it's going to change anyway. But, I mean, that that's the, no, it, the situation. No, but if it
0: gives you a baseline yep. to start with. Exactly. Doing something is better than nothing.
2: Yep. And. You know I, I said put a parenthesis in conversation maybe now's the time to go back to it what we're building to is a profile that complements the beer we're making and i see conversations online and when i started looking into water years ago this was the big thing of everyone had these the burton water profile yeah everybody wants burton on these. trent or it's, it's bullshit it's total bullshit um and the reason is because that's the water profile historically of those cities that we think they had. But just like nowadays, those water profiles changed the season even more so. And we're relying on old testing data. We're assuming that's correct. But moreover, those breweries weren't just using the water they were given. There's this tendency to think people in the past were dumb or didn't know about things. They were treating their water different ways too, just like we are. So unless you knew what those breweries in Burton were doing with their water to make the IPAs that were so fabled, you really can't recreate it. You can generally get some ideas from those historical water profiles of, okay, they had water that was a little crazy high in calcium and it had a higher sulfate to chloride ratio. Um, So we should generally go in that direction because you can only crack so far, but don't get obsessed in trying to recreate water profiles from 200 years ago (laughs) In cities, right? You find online
1: two hundred years ago, there wasn't you know single use plastic, or there wasn't. You well, two hundred years ago, they were
0: still using malt that they dried over smokers, which is why we're still getting people putting smoked malt in their Scottish ales. <laughs> right? Don't do it. Just don't do it.
2: <laughs> so, what, what I'm saying is, you can get general ideas, but I, I would not get obsessed with trying to recreate. Um, and I know there's a specific there's, historical. There's, there's the whole idea of doing historical beers, and that's that's another thing. But worrying about making your IPAs match those water profiles for your yeah
0: for for your like home brewery like no. for your house beers, don't worry about it.
2: No, I mean if we're talking a hoppy beer, get your calcium up and get your sulfite to chloride ratio pushing three times.
0: You know, and, and okay, so so we've been talking about, and maybe maybe I'm jumping the gun here. So no. you're saying like get your calcium up and uh, like the ratios. So what what is up? So, eh. <laughs> you know, if you're
2: talking a hoppy beer, and it, I know nowadays it depends so much, are you focusing on flavor or are you talk, talking bitterness? If so let's,
0: let's, uh, let's, let's simplify this. Everything we're talking about, we're talking about the classic West Coast style IPA.
2: I'd say get it over 100. Uh, you don't want to get too much over 150, but there's this kind of this, you want at least 50 parts per million of your calcium and up to 150 to 200. I wouldn't do a hoppy beer with less than 100. Um, kind of go from there see what you're, you're comfortable with but I'd push it over 100 right up to 150 for some of the double IPAs or
1: more biting beers mm-hmm. Okay. and then there's I think we're getting to this but there is a ratio of these yep. three and that's,
2: that's just calcium I mean when right. when we talk about the chloride and sulfate that's where you really get into differentiating the body of your beer and are you accentuating the body or are you accentuating that bite and the bitterness and that's what the chloride and sulfate ratio are going to do um chloride you want to keep in a range of about none to 250 parts per million and sulfate is you want always at least 50 and this this isn't the interesting one because there's been a lot of this was the initial idea well now we can kind of push it to here and there's been some back and forth but that's been anywhere from 150 to some people saying up as much as 350 parts per million of of sulfate that's a lot of sulfate that is a lot but that's Actually, that was Palmer himself kind of correcting some of his numbers in later work. So it, it's always ongoing, but just be aware of that.
1: Um Careful with sulfate, too, because that's – what is sulfate?
0: Uh Sulfur and uh sulfide? Yeah. No. Yeah, it, sulfide. It, it won't give I'm trying you to remember what SF4 is. It's a little different. It's but. a
2: little bit different. <sighs> But what you're what you're all, and this is this is really why I started with the easy water calculator is it gives you this nice ratio of that comparison, so you don't have to think. Okay, well, is this three parts to one part? It gives you kind of this ratio number, and then if it's below, you know, point seven seven on the character or above one point three, there's a mid range level, a low or a high level on the ratio. So. I know I'm talking off one particular calculator here, but if if you're if you're I'll, let me try to distill it down. If you're focusing on the calcium or the chloride level, and you're you're getting in that leaning towards that way, you're that's what you want to do with your dark beers, which are naturally going to kind of push it that way. So dark beers are typically going to need less additives. Um, a little bit of calcium chloride is probably going to push it there, if anything. If you have a complex recipe with a lot of uh, roasted malts and a few caramel malts you'll be fine but a little bit of, of calcium chloride will get you there and i'm just kind of talking off neutral ro water here just for, okay. this, for the for the for the purpose yeah. of this conversation yep. um same thing if you're talking about a hoppy beers um i would it's it's rare i still wouldn't add at least from you know if you're talking a 10 gallon homebrew recipe maybe 2 grams of calcium chloride just because you want a little bit of that body that's going to make your beer not just hop water. (laughs) Um, And given, but part of it's given how high the conversation's gone, we can get on these sulfite levels. If we're talking beers that have sulfates of, sorry, I just said sulfite, but if we're talking sulfate levels of one excess 150, it's okay to have a little bit of chloride in there to give you some body and give you a beer that you can actually enjoy and isn't just hop water. So put a couple grams of the calcium chloride in there and then put a few more of the gypsum just to get it to that level. Um, So it, you know, this conversation's a little harder to have without having a specific calculator in front of you or getting into it. But if you're talking RO, um, what I'm talking three to one is those end results, not just adding in three parts to one part of gypsum or calcium chloride because those are made up of different
0: minerals. Does that make sense? Yeah, so basically each one adds a different...
2: They add different a di- di- amount yep. a
0: different amount of the minerals, so you need to balance the two. And I, I was playing around with the uh with the one in Beersmith and like it gives you like things and so it's like, all right, so if you add this amount of this one and this amount of this one, here's where it adds in it's, and it, it's a balancing game. And it's kind of fun. Uh yeah, I, I, like I, no. <laughs> it's it's like the best game of Sudoku ever. Like
2: No, it it really is. It it's <laughs> I keep using the word balancing, but it is—it's you're trying to get these five different categories and a ratio to all line up for the beer you want, and you know we we jumped ahead a little bit. We didn't talk about you know the when you do these calculators, most well, all of them had better have your recipe in there, or they're going to be useless. Um, but you put in the malt and a good calculator is going to, con- going to calculate how much that's going to add in for pH, but also balancing out some of these minerals. And then it should have a separate section for acidulated, which I would recommend to most home brewers, add in a little bit of acidulated to most beers, except for your darker ones. And it's going to get that pH in range, but it's also going to affect some of these things we're talking about too. So it, it's really get, the, get your water, get the recipe and kind of think about your water based on your recipe then we'll get acidulated, and then finally get to this point of talking about these seasonings. And when you add those four different layers on is when you can start doing this balancing we're, we're kind of talking about now. I'm
0: glad I, like, scheduled, like, six weeks for water. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> It gets I, a little like, hairy. No, it, it it does, but it's it's really good information, and I like and and that, that's why I started. I said, you know, I
2: started this conversation by saying it's really easy to get lost into the in weeds. the forest here. In the greater scheme of things, there's there's much more important things home should be focusing on. But when you're at this point,
0: there's a lot you can do to set your beer apart too. Yep. Yeah. All right. So, um I, I I'm gonna. Not really cut you off, but kind of cut you off here. Um, let's talk... Uh, so I, w- I want to do um, a, an experiment. Like, <coughs> basically, as, as this is going on, I want to brew a beer, um, and I want to take the same recipe, and I want to modify the water for one, not modify the water for the other. Um, same brew day, and just I want to see if we can taste the difference. Mm-hmm. So you said you had you kind of did a mock uh, pale ale recipe? I, yeah I want to keep it pretty basic so i I took
2: the easy water calculator and through your the water report you've shared and I, I can send this to you later so you can share it as well um but i I just did a basic um what was this a is this a five gallon recipe excuse me okay um that's perfect, but it was a it was a pale ale that was quite pale ten pounds of two row three quarter pounds
0: of caramel. I don't remember. Oh, we've been getting yelled at for not using percentages. Do you have percentages? If you, if I you, do. No, okay. I can, oh, yeah, all right.
2: One, give me one second. I uh, can pull the recipe up, actually. It, um... Here we go.
0: 88.4% uh, Maris Otter is what I actually use. Oh, okay. And then... So kind of like a... Is it like... Were you going Englishy with it, or
2: uh, it, honestly, it was a time I was kind of just playing with the malt. Oh, okay. Um, I was just trying to see how it would focus on on a very hoppy Citra IP. Oh, that'd it, be fun. It, it was just an experiment. Hey, um, experiments are fun. Um, but anyway, this it, basically eighty-eight percent pale malt and then six point six percent of um, caramel. But oh, I'm glad I looked it up. It was carapils, essentially for a little body. Uh, oh, just, okay. Just two SRM. And then I did four ounces, which would round that out because I, I really like simmer, synergy in my. <laughs> um, so he likes round even I, numbers. I like round, so it came out to a total. Well, when once you jump into the water, you'll see why that makes a difference more. Okay. Um, but it came out to an even eleven pounds of malt. But it was it was that's why I started talking. It was it was ten pounds of the two row, and three quarter pounds of the karma of the, the um carapils and then a quarter pound of the acidulated which would be the 88 6.6 and 2.2 roughly.
0: I mean, if you don't mind, I'm just going to steal your recipe and then brew it modified and not modified. It would, modified wo- it, it would modified. work for
2: what you're doing. I didn't I I didn't know that's what your plan was, but that does work pretty well for something like this. Yeah. I um, mean, and yeah, yeah, if you mean, make it a little hoppier, you can actually see how that affects it as well depending what you modify. Just uh,
0: bump it bump up the IBUs a bit and yeah. What and what hops did you use in there again? It was a all Citra, all Citra. That makes sense, though. Go single hop on it, and yeah, yeah.
2: Well, yeah, and then you're taking out variables, obviously. Yep. Um, so what I found with your base water, no adjustments, when you throw them in with that recipe and acidulated, your pH gets it, it's a little high. Five point six five is what it says. Um, I I'll <coughs> I'll throw this disclaimer out there for easy water. I'm not overly confident in their pH. Results on in a lot of these calculators. I've, I've looked at them or talked to enough people to know the pH. Um, what it says you're going to come in at is I don't know where they're getting these numbers from or what they're basing off. I haven't really delved into the calculations that much. You're better off testing your own and seeing where you're getting and doing corrections to get to your pH, even with the salts we're adding. Um, it, it's a little bigger range that I think you should be comfortable with, and it tends to be higher. So if you see something least on easy water i'll speak to that's in the 5.6 even 5.7 you're gonna be fine it'll, okay. it'll end up they tend to end up a little lower in real life than what these calculators are telling you and i don't know why I, I just haven't done the research to answer that one um but what i i found out with your with your water is you're gonna have a beer that essentially at finishing with that recipe should be about 37 parts per million calcium it it largely carries through so you gotta you gotta balance it out that's why i like this it's gonna get your ph in range with that acidulated um and you're gonna have something that's quite bitter your water is naturally on a beer like this gonna accentuate the bitterness and and do a fairly good ipa kind of and i didn't know this conversation earlier but your body is going to be a little light i would do some things to kind of correct for that um and calcium as well i think you could really get an ipa to kind of stand apart it it, would I think calcium is the thing with your water that I noticed the most that, um, and this is from someone who hasn't had too many of your beers, but I think you could really set your IPAs apart by increasing your calcium level. I, okay. I wonder if, and not knowing commentary of what it's been, if you've had some that are maybe a little rounder in flavor and you could maybe accentuate a little more sharpness or differentiate.
0: I mean, so my, my, my happy beers have always been a, a weakness, well, I would say. And, and I haven't, like I work. said, I, I've had a couple
2: of your dark beers. I've never even had your hoppy beers, but looking at... I don't, w-
0: I,
1: honestly, sitting in my tenure of this show, I don't think that they're... I've been, I, we haven't
2: really done a whole lot of
1: hoppy beers. I do no. a lot of
0: English styles. It's no. like... Right.
2: And I, I don't want to turn this on to a
0: critique. If you no, 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 but, no. But That's what this show, this show is critiquing I'm my just beer. saying,
2: looking at <laughs> the water, calcium seems to be the area that if you're talking hoppy beers, upping that calcium, getting the sulfates up, but really you're the prime example what i was talking about don't go crazy on just adding gypsum add a little bit of calcore and get the body up there too and it would be i'd be really interested to see what an experiment between that would be
0: okay so like uh a little bit like so uh calcium chloride uh a little bit we're talking like
2: if we're talking like a five gallon recipe i'm mm-hmm. saying one to two grams okay so very I mean, little mm-hmm. very
0: very little yep um, so you know, so you're saying for this recipe, you would only add calcium chloride. You wouldn't worry about gypsum or anything like that? I would – I'm just going to roughly do it.
2: With that recipe, um, again, some of this becomes flavor. But, I mean, you can – if you did – why don't we just say 1.5. We'll split the difference. 1.5 grams of calcium chloride, and this would be to both – You know, and then you have to consider this a sparge of mash yep. because it all carries through. So if you add that same yeah, so amount three. to both, So three all in and then eight all in on gypsum. If you did that, just, you know, so essentially nine and a well. 10 grams 11, of additions.
0: 11 grams, 11 grams of, of 11 additions. Grams
2: all of a sudden your profile goes from 33 calcium to 124 calcium. Magnesium stays the same, which we were talking about. It's great. You're not gonna make people shit themselves. Uh, <laughs>
1: Mid Yep, got him. <laughs> Motherfucker.
2: Uh, chloride, this is, this is really cool because you went from one gram chloride to 50, which is, is low, but uh, your sulfate level went to 159, which is just a tad above the original predictions they talked about of that 150, mm-hmm. but you kept your ratio to 0.31, so you're still, which before it was 0.17, so you cut that ratio a little bit so it's maybe a little more body, but all your numbers are in spec with the beer you'd want for your additives and yeast health. But now you have a beer that's going to have a lot more bite, a little bit more body, and it's really going to draw out those flavors from those hops as well while keeping in that
0: ratio that's not going to throw it out of balance. I'm really excited to see what kind of difference there is with these small changes. That's going to be pretty remarkable, I think. I I think that's going to be a really fun side-by-side. And I think we're going to have to get some uh, non-beer oh, we'll non- people. Uh, we'll have
1: Justin Waterboy Turbiste. Well, back
0: I feel like we're going to have to have Justin Waterboy <laughs> back again anyway, because we're at over an hour, oh, and wow. we barely scratched the surface. Like, Man, no, no, we don't usually... We usually hit about 40 minutes. 40, 40 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> sorry for that. No, no, no this, this is This is really good. This is very good. Uh, yeah, like I said, yeah, I want to do a series on water, so... This is a great introduction, I think. I think we, we kind of have a, a starting a starting point. Just yeah. to kind of recap, um, get your water profile. Look at the calcium, the magnesium, yep. the chloride, and the carb. No, not uh, sulfate. 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 That's it. Yeah, we didn't even get into alkalinity. and. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's a different there's, episode. There's a whole other, yeah. Like so, so starting with that, even not worrying about your alkalinity and your hardness and stuff like, if you're just focused on those four things and adjusting for those, you could potentially see a big difference in your beers. Yes. All right, and that, I think that's a great uh, point to stop, and that's just a really good like introduction to water, and so start experimenting with that, guys, and we'll mm-hmm. be back uh, with more water information in the future, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Sweet. I think that's what I have booked for the next six weeks as well. <laughs> <laughs> and now you tell me. <laughs> you're lo- you're locked in, sir. <laughs> Son of a bitch. You're not locked in. I got to read the damn book and. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, where is my outro music, Brian? Why don't you wow, have this, Brian? Wow,
1: wow, wow, wow. Oh, there it is. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in this week. Uh, thank you again, Justin, for coming down and thanks sharing for some of your knowledge with us. We really appreciate that. Uh, if you'd like to become a patron, head on over to patreon.com slash studios and become a patron today. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or to have you, go ahead and choose us an email at feedback at blindstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash studios, or follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And I'll see you guys next week. Peace.